Good morning and welcome to this podcast from the International Functional Foods Conference in Oxford. I'm joined today by host Professor Jaya Henry, head of the Functional Food Centre at Oxford Brookes University. Jaya, you said in your presentation this morning that we should be patient when it comes to the development of functional foods. But do you sense uh, that patience is starting to wear a little thin in some parts of the food industry because of worries about the payback, commercial environment, health claim rejections and so on? Or are you still feeling confident? I'm particularly very confident because I think we need to divide and distinguish between the importance of science rigor as opposed to hyperbole. And my, my plea is that if you're going to advance the subject of nutrition, of which functional foods are one component and an exciting component, then we need to have the proper evidence collated and presented in a way that is both acceptable to the consumer and the scientists at large. So. One of the issues that seems to have come up quite a lot is that ESSA is placing a strong emphasis on short-term human intervention studies, which are obviously great for proving that drugs can help sick people over a short study, but isn't it a lot harder to prove that foods can improve the health outcomes of people that are perhaps already healthy? Well, absolutely true, and this is precisely why there is a need for having more research done on the kind of biomarkers that are going to be proxy indicators of the health outcome that we're looking at, because quite clearly this is the beginning of a journey, and I think we have to give some credence of support to what FSI is trying to do, because what they're simply saying is that let us have a transparent modus operandi that can be viewed and, and clarified for both the consumer and the applicant alike. Well, moving on from health claims, perhaps, um, in terms of where the functional foods market is going, um, for food manufacturers perhaps thinking about the next generation of functional foods, what, what areas do you think uh, are most interesting at the moment and should perhaps be prioritised? I think my top priority would be broadly looking at food components for the elderly. Aging population is not only a paradigm within our Western world, but also in Japan and in many parts of South Asia. And if you think about it for a moment, if we can provide foods or food components that make both their psychological and their bodily functions better, I think this is a remarkably important area for growth. And what about, finally, the issue of uh, the glycemic index, an area that you have particular uh, expertise uh, in? Um, from the point of view of the UK market, there seems to be a lot of noise about this, sort of 2004, 5, 6 maybe, with a lot of interest from Tesco and some other companies. Um, do you feel that things have died down a little, or is there still a lot of activity and interest in this area? I mean, remarkably, there may be slow burn uh, about GI in in UK, but we are having enormous amount of interest from all over Europe because I think the 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 issue in the future is that how we're going to reconvene and repackage some of the earlier work that we've done to provide much more substantiative evidence to show that the type of carbohydrate you consume is more important than the type of fat that you consume. So I am not at all uh, pessimistic and I'm indeed more optimistic of its future. Well, that's a positive note to end on. Well, thank you very much, Jair, and congratulations on a great two days. This is Elaine Watson reporting for foodmanufacture.co.uk.